All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. You are tuned into the I'm Possible Radio Show this morning with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. So if this is your first time tuning into the show and or JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends and followers on all of the different ways that they can tune in, please tell them to download the JQLM Radio app or they can tune in to JQLM Radio through Alexa or the Stream of Simple Radio app, also the TuneIn Radio app or our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com and so many other ways that you can tune in. So if you go to our website, you will be able to see that there. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share JQLM Radio on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. Also, you can follow, like, and share Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet. That's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are on LinkedIn under Ego Entertainment Network. Also, when you visit our website, please don't forget to subscribe there for free, www.egoentertainmentnet.com for all of the latest updates, events, things going on in the media, what we have going on, opportunities, and so much more. Now that we have the formalities out of the way, it is time for us to introduce our guest this morning. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, the show, a new season for 2021. So our first guest on this morning is none other than Helen Grantham. And she is a uh, survivor of a um, very serious condition. And uh, she lived 20 years in denial and denied herself of living. So when we'll talk more about what that means. So let's introduce her to the show. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Hi, Lady J. Yes, I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm willing. I'm well. So thank you for being my guest this morning. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm very excited. <laughs> no problem. So real quick, before we get into your story, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what you like to do in your spare time? Yes. Um, well, obviously, I'm Helen. I am from the UK. Um, I live very near London. And um I do various things, actually. I'm a part-time PA, mainly. Um, I'm a coach as well, a life coach. And um, I also volunteer for charities. And I'm a student as well. I, I study a psych in psychology. Awesome. Awesome. So y'all heard that she was in London, right? I don't think she's our, she's not my first guest from London, but yes, the Impossible Radio Show is worldwide. We're global. <laughs> Just like JQL Radio. <laughs> so I love it. Meeting people from all over the world. So um, let's talk about um, your disorder first. Um, tell us what it is and how you came to be diagnosed and when you were diagnosed with it. Sure. Um, my my disorder is a blood clotting disorder. So it means that I am on um, medication for the rest of my life. And I have a condition whereby I cannot survive without this medication. I have, uh, it's a disorder in such that if I come off the medication, I, I wouldn't survive basically. So I first found out that I had this when I was the age 20. And I'm nearly 49, actually. So it's been quite a while having this. But 
like you pointed out, I was in denial for about 20 years. So when I first had my blood clot, nobody could tell me why I'd had this blood clot. And I was in terrible pain. I had a DVT, a deep vein thrombosis in my leg. And I could barely walk. Um, I also couldn't breathe properly. And I found later that I had a blood clot in my lung. So it's very, very dangerous. And so I was put on medication. And after about six months, they said, okay, you're going to be fine now. And they took me off the medication. I was still at university at the time. And literally about 18 months later, I had another blood clot when I was doing my finals. So it it was quite a sort of shock for me being very young at the time. And nobody helped me at all. No doctors, nurses, nobody helped me. In fact, I got no information about anything that was happening to me from a medical perspective. I then had a third blood clot when I was 25. And um, again, people didn't know why. And my last blood clot, thankfully, was when I was age 32. Um, And it was only at that point that they had developed enough um, experiments to, to actually tell me that I had a certain type of blood disorder. And it's called thrombophilia factor eight. Okay, so this is a deadly condition, then we can say that, right? Yes. yes. Um, Tell me how you felt about or how you felt when you were diagnosed with this, because I know a lot of people when they are diagnosed with like cancer or, you know, any other type of deadly um, condition, people go into a deep depression. Some people just want to go ahead and kill themselves because they want to leave on their own terms. Tell me, how did you feel? Um, Bizarrely, I had a a few feelings and the main one was relief. Relief that I actually had a name to put to what what was happening to me. Because my first three blood clots, people said, well, it must be bad luck. It must be, you must be doing something. It was almost as if they were blaming me for having blood clots. And I even remember my family close questioning me on what have you been doing to cause this so actually my first reaction was oh my goodness thank goodness I've got a name and it's not my fault and this was the main thing and I remember actually crying thinking it's not my fault so that was the main thing and after it was only afterwards once that had actually sunk in properly that I went into um, quite a bad depression. And um, yeah, I just, I've kind of blanked out a lot of, of that period of my life because I was kind of just just dealing with my life automatically. I, I didn't do anything special. I just went to work, came home, tried to survive the best way I could, but I didn't talk to anybody about it. I couldn't even talk to my husband. It was... Um, yeah, it was a time of life when, you know, I look back at it and I think, you know, if I, if I could, if I could do this again, or, or say to somebody who was going through that, I'd say, please talk to somebody or go and get help. And I didn't at the time. So those were my first reactions. Okay, so um, after 
you know, falling into a depression and you feel like you couldn't talk to anybody but your husband. Tell me, why did you feel like you needed to deny yourself the freedom of like truly living? Why did you deny yourself so many different things in life? And how was that on your husband? Um, I felt that my denial came from the fact that I just did not want this in my life. Um, I was still quite young at 32, you know, I still had all sorts of things that I wanted to do in life. And I felt they've just been taken away from me. And so, and I couldn't, I didn't want to sort of put it on my husband either. I thought it was really unfair that I had to say, well, we can't, we can't fly here. We can't do this. We can't do that because of me. Um, And I had a lot of guilt for that. Um, So I couldn't really, I couldn't really talk to him about it. And I, I didn't talk to my family about it. I just felt that I wanted to hide. So this is where my denial came from. I thought, well, if, if I don't think about it, if I don't actually admit that I have this, um, it would go away. And so that's where my denial sort of came from, really. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, you mentioned that some of the things that you felt that you'll, you know, um, that really got you down was that you felt like you would never be able to go into the career that you wanted to being coming a flight attendant, that you would never be able to become a mother. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's quite funny. I, wait, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll start again. Actually, my, uh, the, the place that I work for at the moment, every Christmas we have a fancy dress thing. Uh, where we have to have a theme. And a couple of years ago, the theme was come as what you always wanted to be when you were young. And there were two things. I wanted to be a flight attendant because I was so excited about aeroplanes when I was younger. And I also wanted to be a mum. And I ended up just not going as anything to this to this um, Christmas do. And people said, well, why haven't you... Um, why haven't you dressed up? And I said, I just sort of said, oh, I couldn't find anything. But actually, it was because these these feelings are quite painful for me, that I wasn't able to do the career that I wanted to or have the exciting life, you know, traveling the world, being a flight attendant. I really wanted to do that. And not being able to be a mother, has uh, that's that's very, very painful indeed. Um so let me let me um, ask you this, because a lot of women, we, we know that a lot of women, one of their life dreams is to become a mother, to have a child, uh, you know, birth a child of their own and, you know, pour into them, raise them. And so knowing that this condition kept you from doing that, were you able to accept that or and if you were, how long did it take you to do that? And did you and your husband um, talk about alternatives, adoption, you know, becoming a foster parent and things of that sort? Yeah. So when I had my last blood clot at 32, uh, we had investigated um, just before that um, having some sort of IVF or some sort of intervention because I have difficulty having children anyway. So and that's a separate issue. But when I had that that fourth blood clot, I was told absolutely categorically by the um, doctors that you you cannot have any sort of hormones. So 
I don't take the pill. Um, when it comes to it, I won't be able to, when I go through the menopause, I won't be able to take any hormones to help with that and definitely not any IVF. So actually, I think, thinking about it now, actually, my depression was also the fact that you can't have IVF as well. And because of my depression, I didn't want to talk about not having children. And that was so painful. And again, I went into denial about that as well. So I refused to talk to anybody. And I've always, when people have said to me, say at work or friends, you know, how do you feel about not having children? I kind of turn it on its head and say, well, you know, I go on lots of holidays. I can do what I want. I have my freedom. But actually inside me, there's somebody saying, I really wanted that. And, you know, it still hurts now, even right. nearly 49. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't, I can't, I hate going back. One of my things in life is that mm -hmm. I don't regretting things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, and I have a good life now. Um, I really do. So, this is just how it's turned out. But I, you know, I must admit it's, it still does hurt sometimes. I can only imagine. Um, so you, you were diagnosed with this um, disorder. You went through depression you went through this long period of denial. You've had a husband that stayed by your side. You came into accepting, you know, some of the things that you would never get to do in life, you know, your career and things of that sort for recapping for those who are just tuning in. Um, she wanted to be a flight attendant, be a mom and do a whole host of other things. And so tell, uh, Real quick, before we take our first break, can you tell us what was the moment or what was that epiphany or turning point that had you wake up one day and realize, okay, I need to take my life back and I'm going to accept this and make the best of it? What was that moment for you? I can remember this so, so clearly. I went to a conference for people who suffered from blood disorders and it was a medical conference so there were doctors nurses and people like me patients there and uh, one medical professional stood up and said um, that they were talking about the psychological aspects of having a blood disorder and nobody had ever talked to me about that before the fact that it really messes with your head the fear the anxiety the confusion and this man just stood up on the stage and I felt as though he was talking to me. And before I knew it, tears were just coming down my face. And at that point, that was the point I just thought, do you know what? Somebody understands me. I can do this. I can get through this. I'm going to fight. And I, I feel it so clearly now, just talking about it now. It was the moment when everything changed for me. Awesome. So, okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. And we're going to learn about now, uh, since that pivotal moment, what Helen actually does and how her life has changed and from the impossible to the possible. So I want you all to stick and stay. We'll be right back after this. 
You are tuned into the I'm Possible Radio Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Join the JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre-recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships, Built from our current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. Gain access to promotional materials and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track, Funk by Arulo. sponsorship or virtual vendor booth now for the future is now virtual conference 2021 worldwide february 8th through february 12th 2021 hosted by click urban and the hbcu foundation this conference is all about solutions for black economics and community empowerment this five-day event will be full of heavy-hitting speakers a variety of workshops live entertainment shopping and more you do not want to miss the opportunity to provide your support and partner with this epic culture-altering event or to showcase and sell your product to countless attendees at this epic event. Register for your booth at thefutureisnowconference.com. Contact Lynn Graham at lgram at theclickurban.com to secure your sponsorship. The Future Is Now Virtual Conference 2021, The Culture Reloaded. Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere. From music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. All right. And we are back. So for those of you who are just tuning in, we have been talking with Helen Grantham. Um, She is in London, correct? Yes, that's right. And she was diagnosed with a deadly blood clot disorder. So you all know that this show is all about 
how people overcome the impossible and realize that they are possible and all that they desire is possible. So she lived 20 years in denial. She denied herself the um, freedom to live, like truly live her life. Um, she went through a lot of depression. Um, she was unable to pursue her dream of becoming a flight attendant, of having children, um, and uh, traveling the world and just doing a whole host of things that she really truly wanted to do. And it took her 20 years to accept that and understand the psychological side of her condition. And I must say that me personally, I understand where you're coming from. I shared with you, uh, Helen, when we talked before that um, I too have to now uh accept that my life has been altered due to a ruptured brain aneurysm. So um, I will no, never be the same. <laughs> and um, some of the disabilities and handicaps that I have, uh, that's something to accept. And it's kind of like you go through a grieving process. You know, um, you grieve who you were and all of the things that you thought you would be able to do or, or things that you could do and things of that sort. So I, I get that. Uh, I definitely get that part. Um, now, now that she um, has entered into a space um, when she was telling her story before the break, um, of that pivotal moment where she realized that, okay, now it's time for me to accept this. I want a different you know, life. I found somebody who can possibly help me to have some information that I've never heard before. So tell me, um, after that pivotal point, when you went to that uh, conference, uh, for those who have blood clot disorders, um, tell me how that changed uh, your life, your perspective and helped, you know, um, you communicate better with your husband and how you all deal with your your condition. Tell me, um, how did that change your life? What what was that like? Um, well, it was amazing. <laughs> if I have to just put it into a few words, but. So, so basically, straight after that conference, I started um, finding out more information about the psychological aspects of having a blood clot, realising that actually when I was 20, that there was very little information out there. The internet hadn't been made yet at that point or it was in, you know, infancy. So there was no information. There were no uh, support groups or anything like that. So... When I actually went to the conference, I realized there are things out there that can help, that can help me. So I got in contact with um, a couple of charities, the UK charities that de deal with blood clotting disorders. They helped me enormously. Um, I also decided to look up some, some self-help groups as well, and they helped me. And on these self-help groups, there were people there that said, well, I had a blood clot in my lung and I nearly died and now I run marathons and I just thought wow do you know what I can do this so I started actually allowing myself to dream and and look to a future and that is something that I hadn't done before I hadn't allowed myself to do it and I brought myself out of the denial by actually allowing myself to think okay what do I want in my life and at that point I started doing more exercise and thinking, well, I, before I thought, you know, I can't do much because my leg hurts all the time. Then I thought, okay, well, I can walk though. Um, okay, so I'm going to do a 10 minute walk. And 
I just sort of grew from there. And so it, it that was how I started. And I started running then. And eventually I managed to do quite a few road races. I used to do them regularly. And I did, um, it, it's just called the London 10K. And it's all that, if everybody's seen the um, London Marathon, it's all the good bits of the London Marathon in central London. And I felt amazing after that and quite tearful that I'd actually achieved that. So that was the start of, of how I actually started to live again. Awesome. Awesome. So you talked about now uh, you being a student of psychology and you also, you know, use your story to help others um, heal emotionally and physically and uh, when you are coaching people with chronic disorders. So tell me how you got into coaching others um, and uh, how you decided that your target group would be those people who have chronic disorders and not just a blood clot disorder. Okay, so I started going to night school in um, about 2014 after work. And this was to learn counselling skills, actually, first of all. And um, I, I really enjoyed that. And I felt that it was therapeutic for me to understand myself as well. And I, I had this feeling that it was what I should be doing, actually trying to help other people as well. Because by that point in 2014, I'd totally come out of my denial. I'd totally started living again. And I was ready to actually do something with my life. So, and I thought, do you know what? Helping people is, it's in me. It's, it's part of me. So after that, I got into coaching. And the reason why I turned from counseling to coaching is that I love looking forward I love having a goal to go towards and it just seemed more natural to me. So in 2018, I got my qualification um, for, for coaching and um, I'm now a, a qualified transformational coach. And after that, I was just doing pure life coaching for a few months and it, it just kind of hit me, actually. It was at International Coaching Week in 2019 that I decided to niche into coaching people with chronic illness because I was thinking about what actually can I give to people and and what's what's inside me that I can give and I thought well using my experience and the fact that I have been in the past in a very very dark place I can use that I can use that experience to help people because I don't want people to have to go through what I went through for those 20 years. If I can cut that down, I will. Uh -huh. Right. And, and I agree because, you know, I was just talking with um, some of my um, other producers here on the station when I was on a, a different show. And we were talking about how our stories and the things that we go through, our life experiences are not just meant for ourselves. They are meant for us to, when we overcome, we're supposed to share that with other people that we come across or that we are um, charged with helping or they, they become a part of our assignment to help them get through the same thing. So our stories are also to help other people. That's how we gain, why we gain the lessons that we learn so we can share them. So um, I totally understand because when it, if it, took you 20 years, you know, it took me 
10 years. It took somebody else seven or five years. And if you can cut that time in half or even a fraction of, uh, you know, the time for someone else, then you're doing your part, you know? So, um, I have to commend you on that because a lot of people are not open to being transparent and helping other people. Some people are uh, ashamed or afraid or, you know, to talk about um, those very difficult times, especially when it comes to depression, because nobody really wants to peel the bandaid off and talk about the root behind the depression. Um, when it's a very extremely painful experience. So um, I have to commend you on that because like I said, not everyone has the courage to do so. I, I agree. And I think it's a shame that there is a stigma around things like depression as well. And that's one of the reasons that I speak up about it because a lot of people don't want to admit that they have depression or have suffered from depression because they don't want to, they want they want people to feel badly about them or or treat them in a different way and i that's that's i think it's so important to get this out in the open right exactly we've all got mental health and we all have to look out out for it in some way or other right right and um also you talk about your main message to those um, that you share your story with being look after your mental health. So um, before we take our last break, can you tell us what do you mean uh, or what does that mean to you and explain to everyone else? What does that mean to you? Your main message being look after your mental health. So we all have thoughts and feelings, everybody. And sometimes, you know, we, we have good moods and sometimes we have bad. And sometimes we go through challenges and, our mental health can deteriorate sometimes when we go through a particular challenge. And actually, our mental health is aligned with our physical health as well. So, you know, people who, who say, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't need to look after my mental health. I don't have mental health. We all have mental health. So this is what it means to me. It's actually looking after your whole self. That is definitely true. Um, I tell people, I tell my young people actually all the time that when you go through life and you experience, you know, um, hardships and traumatic ex and traumas and things of that sort, uh, have some traumatic experiences, it affects your mentality. It affects your mental health. And if your mental health is affected, it affects your emotional health. And then if your mental and emotional is, is out of whack or out of balance, then it's going to affect your physical. It's going to affect your social. It affects every other area of your life. And we don't realize because that is the core, that is who we are at the core. And so if we don't maintain our, the internal, then it affects the external. You know, and I feel like we need to be more proactive when it comes to maintaining our internal selves, um, the same as we do with everything externally, our cars, our clothes, our homes, our jobs. We maintain everything else, else you know, on a regular and consistent basis, uh, but we don't do that internally. And that is so important. So I totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, if everybody sort of listens to that and it, it's so clear that mental health is, is so it's the first thing that we should be doing every day is 
thinking about this and actually checking in with ourselves and saying, right, how am I? And, and being honest with ourselves that way. Exactly. So uh, we're going to take our last commercial break here. And when we come back, we are going to uh, have Helen tell us about um, any upcoming events, books and things that she has going on, how you all can reach her and have her give final thoughts. So stick and stay. We'll be right back. You are tuned into the Unpossible Radio Show with the girl Lady J right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Are you or someone you know accomplishing some amazing things in the community or is just an inspiration to many? Apply to be featured on the cover of Ego Magazine, a bi-monthly digital interactive publication under the Ego Entertainment Network brand. Apply to be featured in other sections such as education, business, media and entertainment, community leader, author of the month or artist of the month. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com to apply today. Track Island Beat by Arulo. You do not want to miss the Future Is Now Virtual Conference 2021 Worldwide. February 8th through February 12th, 2021, hosted by Click Urban and the HBCU Foundation. This conference is all about solutions for Black economics and community empowerment. This five-day event will be full of heavy-hitting speakers, a variety of workshops, live entertainment, shopping, and more. Featuring speakers like Curtis Simmons of the HBCU Go Network, Nikki Woods, former producer of the Tom Joyner Morning Show, Tamika Fadden, and the founder of the nation's largest urban health and music festival, and many more. Hurry to secure your spot and register today at thefutureisnowconference.com. That's thefutureisnowconference.com. And use the coupon code SAVEEARLY2021 for 50% off. Again, that is the futureisnowconference.com. Register now. You do not want to miss this. The culture reloaded in 2021. A Dark and Stormy Night is a Stage 7 Entertainment production. I'm withdrawing as your legal counsel effective immediately. Exit denied, counselor. I wasn't asking. You know what would happen if I go down? We in this together, Jeff. Your signature is on all those deals, too. Are you blackmailing me? I play to win. Haven't you figured that out yet? You slipping, counselor. Max, I'm only going to say this once. Then choose your words carefully, counselor. I'll be perfectly clear. I want you to make sure I'm not culpable of anything. Even if you have to fall on the sword for me. Goodbye, Max. I need you to make Jeff disappear permanently. What? What are you suggesting and why? First, because I said so. Secondly, he has become profoundly expendable. Did I ever tell you I was a fortune teller? Let me see what this crystal ball tells me. It says 
If you tell anyone, anyone about this, you be in my next magic show. Let's make a toast to new beginnings. Master Simmons, Master Simmons, someone check his pulse. He's dead. To purchase and download your favorite episode or the full series of A Dark and Stormy Night Podcast, visit adarkandstormynightpodcast.com. Stay tuned for A Dark and Stormy Night stage play and film. All right, and we are back. You are tuned into the I'm Possible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we have been talking with Helen Grantham from London, and she has been talking about her uh, blood clotting disorder, how she was stuck in denial and depression for 20 years, and how she took control back over her life and her mental health. And now she uses her story to help other people. And if you did not know, this uh, particular episode is entitled Can't Stop, Won't Stop. So, uh, Helen, can you tell everyone about any um, books or coaching opportunities that you have for people with chronic disorders and how they can contact you? Sure, yes. Well, I have my own business and it's called uh, Positive Health Coaching. So my website is www.positivehealthcoaching.co.uk. And what I do is that I help people who want to basically get out of where they are, where, where, where they are currently in their mental health. So we look at where they are in terms of their condition and we confront that. And that can be a very painful thing. And then we go to, on to accepting it. So I, what I do is I offer a package called Life Beyond Chronic Illness. And this will help somebody go from where they are currently and creating a transformational change into their future and their new normal. So that's, that's what I do as, as my signature. And then I also run one-to-one coaching sessions um, for anybody who just wants to work on something specific. And another coaching program, which I've just launched, is called Positive Mindset. And we look at things like the inner critic and how we talk to ourselves inside. And then we write a new script for those little barriers that we have in our, in, inside ourselves. And, and then what we do is that we try and find our zest again together. So we look at coping strategies, both from a practical aspect and a mindset perspective. And then we look at confidence, self-confidence, and just try and get comfortable with our new selves. Okay, so that website was www.positivehealthcoaching.co.uk? That's right, yes. All right, and do you have any social media pages? If so, can you share those links? I can, yes. Um, I'm on Facebook, just as Helen Grantham, 
and I have my positive health coaching um, page there as well. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Helen Grantham. All right. And so before we close out the show, um, do you have any final words or actually I would ask, let me ask it this way. What would you say to someone that is having a very hard time accepting being diagnosed with a chronic or um, fatal condition? Um, What would you say to them um, right now? I would say, please reach out, reach out to whoever you're comfortable reaching out to, but please reach out to somebody because you never know where that can take you and what you can end up doing. So for those people who unfortunately have really serious health problems and um, which are terminal, it can help them get through that process. And for people like me who have a chronic health condition, it can open out your world, actually just reaching out and realising there is help out there, there's support. And there's a lot of support. It doesn't have to cost you any money. You can go online. There's lots and lots on Facebook, lots of groups, support groups on Facebook. And there are people that you can chat to as well. So you don't necessarily have to go to a coach or your family, there are people out there. Just so please reach out. Yes, yes, definitely. Indeed. Well, um, Helen, I do want to thank you for being my guest this morning. Um, Thank you for sharing your story and for being so transparent, even about the more painful aspects of your story. Um, Because I know, like I said, that that can be difficult and um, not everyone Um, is in a space where they can do that. So I do appreciate it. You're welcome. I think it's important to share these things. Um, No problem. And just one last time, can you tell everyone um, how they can reach you on your website again? Yes. So my website is www.positivehealthcoaching.co.uk. And I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook as Helen Grantham. Awesome. So, Uh, You all, before I close out of the show, I want to remind you all, please go get your tickets for the Future Is Now 2021 conference, as you heard and saw, but for those of you who are watching on social media. Um, Also, please do not forget to uh, follow, like, and share JQLM Radio and Ego Entertainment Network on all social media at JQLM Radio and Ego Net. Also, if you would like to follow me, Lady J, you can follow me on Facebook at Lady J Brand, on Instagram at LadyJ.co, also on LinkedIn at Lady J, and on Twitter at JQ underscore one. That's J-A-Q-U underscore the number one. You can follow the I'm Possible Radio Show at I'm Possible Radio Show on Facebook and at I'm Possible Radio on Instagram. Also, to find out more about me, subscribe to my website for uh, any upcoming uh, workshops or life coaching sessions or events and all the other things. Um that may be coming up or if you would like to know more about me or interview me or book me to speak um, or be a guest, then you can visit www.ladyj.co, my website there. All right. 
please remember to go to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe for free so that you can gain access, full access to our website, access to the Ego Magazine, the bi-monthly digital interactive magazine, any updates, events uh, coming up, and so much more. So I would like to say again, thank you to my guest this morning um, for coming on and being my guest. And so I'll close out the show as I always do. After all of the hell you went through, the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too. New adversities will come, but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable. The favor over your life incomparable, which gives you the right to think and believe I'm possible. This is your girl, Lady J, and you have been tuned into the I'm Possible Radio Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Love y'all. Deuces. <laughs>